This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Kate Daly Show. And I'm so happy that you are, actually. Today is such a uh, potpourri of lots of different things that I want to hit and some insights I want to give. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about NFL and also some comments from 1957 um, that I think you're going to enjoy too. And well, all kinds of things. We'll get there. But I also, the phone lines are open. If you want to comment on any of this too, you can. 888-673-1450 if you're listening live and you could comment on that. Um, also, this show is on Rumble. This show is on um, frankspeech.com in the evening at uh, 8 o'clock Mountain, 10 o'clock Eastern. You can watch it. And uh and then you can also listen live, different various stations across the United States. So, so happy to have you. And I want to talk a little bit about the NFL. I know this is going to be, this is going to be a little strange, I know. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about kind of the, the dark history. Before I go there, I will take a phone call. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. All right. All right. So, okay. Patience. Patience is a virtue. Okay. So, um, the NFL... There's a couple of insights that I, th- I thought were kind of fascinating. Uh, the NFL started in 1920, September 17th, I think. Yep. In Canton, Ohio. And, uh, and of course, uh, it had, they had their first meeting at a motor company. And some of this comes by way of Gracie, by the way, and, uh, and some of this is mine. So they set up these, the, the research anyway, they set up teams and standards, and uh, basically the NFL was born, and Jen Thorpe became the head of the football organization, okay? Then the league was built off of illegal and legal proceedings, betting, gambling, right, as the foundation of NFL football from the very beginning. A lot had to do with the mafia, (laughs) with the mafia at this time, but they publicly denounced gambling but it was the foundation. So publicly, they had a whole different story. But there were lots of ties to Al Capone, lots of mobster ties along the way. And they purchased the Chicago Cardinals. Now it's the Arizona Cardinals. And several owners were tied to the mob. And then most of all, the franchises are still owned by the same families, by the way. It hasn't, uh, hasn't gone a whole lot of new places, okay? I think there's only one or two teams that have actually changed hands to other people, but for the most part. So in the 1960s, the first Super Bowl, 1967, was born, okay? And the um, Lamar Hunt was uh, the founder of the AFL, and he said that the reason they called it the Super Bowl was because his child was playing with the Super Bowl. And so, of course, he named it the Super Bowl, okay? And then Lamar Hunt. Now, this is interesting because his father was Haroldson Hunt. And Haroldson Hunt had a very intriguing past in our history of big events in our history. His poker winnings got him into the Texas oil fields, okay? And then, of course, accused of financing the JFK assassination. Yeah, yeah, that Haroldson Hunt, (laughs) Yes, and also funding the political uh, career of LBJ, who, by the way, was very involved in the assassination of JFK. He knew it was going down, right? Um, I've had many guests on the show regarding that whole thing, and I won't go into that whole thing, but let me just tell you, LBJ wanted him gone. 
he was really happy to take up the spot of president. And the mafia, and he was also involved, uh, Haraldson uh, was also involved in the mafia, CIA, forming an intelligence branch of his own, and of course, uh, in, involved in the uh, trying to out Castro, okay? All of these different things in our history that we are very much aware of. His son was the one that was, uh, was the uh, president of the AFL. Lots of organized crime. And lots of players, coaches, owners accused all along of suspected gambling. So when we were talking last week about, you know, the possibilities of it being fixed, of course, there's lots of colors in every uh, theme that they put out every year. So a lot of people have questioned that. You know, they're putting out these two colors. Is that the colors of the teams? Things like this. So there's been a lot of speculation through the years. When I say there's smoke, there's usually fire. But, um, but, but I think what's important to realize is that going all the way back, um, there was a definite liaison, shall we say, with mobsters for gambling for betting but very very that profit very very controlled in those aspects right and then um of course you had your your different players hornug and karis were the first two in the 60s i think it was the 60s 60s or 70s to be accused of gambling betting on their own on their games right and so then of course joe namath came along he had a bar where bookies and you know mobsters <laughs> hung out and they asked him to uh, to get rid of this for the public image. And he said, no, he retired. And so, of course, a lot of money involved here. Now, um, this is quite fascinating. There are laws in place, right? But a league, any league, can legally fix its own contest. And if it is their own business, they have the legal right to fix it like they do wrestling. They can do whatever they want. Interesting. So keep that in mind. But back in the day in 1967, a 30-second ad was $42,000. A lot of money in 1967. Now it's 5 to $6 million for 30 seconds. 5 to $6 million. Think about that for just a second. Sometimes we, we go over big numbers like being trillions in debt. We don't really think about how big the number is. 5 to $6 million for a 30-second ad. So the ads weren't really much... Nobody really cared about the ads, but it was 1984 that it became a thing because Ridley Scott, the director, um, debuted the Apple Macintosh and they had, uh, they had a reference to 1984, right? And in a sea of control and tyranny comes the, the woman running with the torch. You guys remember this? And then of course, a white light shining on the Macintosh. Now this week I, or last week I've talked about the similarities between, um, between Gates and Jobs, Steve Jobs, they had almost the exact same story going into their businesses. So I just wanted to reference that real quick because that was 1984 and they did a spoof on 1984, but it was the Apple Macintosh that actually was the, the, the catalyst. This changed it forever. And, uh, and then uh, it used to be kind of more clever, but now it's all about messaging. And you have to kind of wonder, why did they have to double down on messaging? Maybe the kind of uh, slight messaging that they were using or the, the things that the, the tools weren't going fast enough for these people. 
right? So they had to double down. And now it's all messages, isn't it? It kind of seems like that. Sometimes you'll get an entertainment one, but it's like that. And then, of course, it was in the 90s when uh, Michael Jackson did his debut at halftime show because it used to be bands. They used to have music and, and marching bands. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a big celebrity act. Now we've made it into this big, huge thing. There are many, um, also there are many rumors about the team owners running trafficking rings. And what's kind of fascinating now is there's a lot of um, um, peri- uh, like uh, mainstream uh, news and mainstream magazines that are trying to say or trying to debunk the sex trafficking as if it doesn't exist at all. I think it does. Yeah. And there's also a bigger reason behind the uh, rise of gambling at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And there also is some kind of strange things about why they put it into Vegas. Because let's say this, they, they tried for a long time to make it look like there was no, because they didn't want anyone to think it was fixed. So there was a lot of public image stuff about the NFL and they were, they were very much, oh, we're very against, we're very against gambling and betting. But truly it was at the roots of the start of the NFL and throughout the NFL. Right. So it was public image versus what was really going on. So it was kind of interesting that we had they had the Super Bowl in Las Vegas because they've always tried to suppress it. Okay, important to realize they've always tried to suppress it. Um, But there are some reasons for this, some psychological reasons. So when I come back, I'll do a little bit more on this because I do find all these things kind of fascinating as far as that goes. Information about the things that we have that we love in society. The distractions, the bread and circuses. Yep, be right back. Kate Daly Show. This is the Kate Daly Show. KateDallyRadio.com. Dally is spelled like Valley with a D. KateDallyRadio.com. And uh, on the break, uh, we were Mel and I and, and Uncle Milty were talking about Birch Gold, and he said that article was right on about uh, China undervaluing its gold and how how it's wreaking havoc on the market and, and, and showing you kind of a fake picture of what's out there and, and actually having an effect on the market. Buy gold and silver, text Birch Gold. This is who I trust uh, to go to for sure. Uh, Birch Gold has an amazing reputation. Please go to them and, um, and text Birch Gold, 989898, and text my name, Kate. Okay, that's all. Just text my name, Kate, K-A-T-E, so simple. And you'll get some free information. And, and, uh, and for gold and silver, it's the best place to buy it. And um, it'll arrive beautifully at your home, and it's just amazing. So you have to go through this process. It's, it really is. They're fantastic. Uh, we do have a caller, and I was going to mention, um, they love to put out these movies because the music then lives again and again and again. And we should talk about that song, Imagine. It's atrocious, actually. But people, because of the way it's sung and because of the pretty melody, people think it's a wonderful song about the world. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Um, yeah, Kate, just, hey. I just missed, um, um, no, I, I yeah. just got his book. I'm getting ready to read that. Excellent. But I want to make a comment about 
it was not only the corporations complicit in getting rid of manufacturing, but mm-hmm. our, our Congress did it as well. I worked for HP since 1980. Oh, I worked wow. for them for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I watched the slow destruction of their, you know, they started off manufacturing in the United States, and they slowly moved it over to first to Singapore and then to China and other countries where they claimed, oh, labor was cheaper and had nothing to do with labor, had everything to do with tax breaks. Mm-hmm. Congress would vote in tax breaks so that if you built stuff in Singapore, yeah. you got a tax break. Mm-hmm. So they deliberately stole jobs from American workers. Amen. Yep. Thank you for that. Really appreciate that. It was a great add-in. So true. Um, by the way, the Imagine lyrics, Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for and no religion too. So by saying that if we didn't have countries, we wouldn't have war and that should bring you some peace. What they're basically saying is sovereignty doesn't matter because he's not mentioning the sovereignty of nations. He's just mentioning that just make all the world one, which he says in the next one. Uh, Imagine all the people living life in peace. See in peace because there's no borders. Um, you may think I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. That's not how that's supposed to go down. Um, imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can, no need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. You'll own nothing and be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Klaus Schwab song of the year. I mean, honestly, see, there's a difference between I had a guest on that talked about minimalism and saying, look, you can actually reduce stress in your life by kicking some stuff to the curb. And that's very true. If you've ever cleaned out and done spring cleaning, you know that what he's saying is true. This is by force. This is by force. So this is imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger. If uh, the brotherhood of man, because the government's going to feed you. Right. Government's Mm going to give you what you need. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You may say I'm a dreamer. I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. That's not a great song. Pretty melody. Not a great song. But you know what? As soon as they spit out these movies, everyone will be listening to this again. And everyone will be talking about it. Because on American Idol, I remember David Archuleta sang that song when, when, when American Idol was getting big, they usually all do it as a cover on the, you know, on the music shows and they'll put this great voice to it. And everyone walks away going, Oh, that was beautiful. Um, it's a, a horrible communistic lyrics. The globalists are going to love that song. <laughs> they love it. They love it now. So I just, it, it's, it's um, kind of getting to the root like our caller did of, of, you know, the companies, the corporations and how they operate. And, um, and they need the politicians in their pocket in order to do what they, they've done, right? That's how that works. The Democrats stop short of blaming the politicians' hand in that. They only blame the competitions. I blame both, okay? Because I can see that both had to work together to, to make things work for jobs ending and the way that the corporations got these tax breaks and the way that they have profited. And like he said, like Mel said, it hasn't been good for the worker. It's only been good for the, the banks and, and, and the politicians and the corporations. Interesting. Um, we're going to come right back. Know your enemy. This is, this is kind of fascinating, too, but we'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com.
Hey, everybody, as we enter into 2024, this is really important. The banking crisis, which is kind of remaining kind of quiet, except for smaller banks are are failing as more centralized banking even happens at these levels right now that we're seeing. That's why we saw some of the bank closures uh, last year. As this enters stage two, this is really, really important. Investors are relaxed right now because they think the banking crisis is over, but it's really a big mistake. History shows that major financial crises unfold in stages and have a quiet period between the initial stage and the critical stage when it's too late to do anything. The next forecast that's coming, the more acute stage two of the banking crisis is coming after a quiet period, right? We know this. It's coming. Birch Gold is writing about this. They understand that there's this quiet period right now. This is the time, you guys, get everything you have at least backed by gold. It won't cost you anything, which is amazing. You can take advantage of this, at least get the information. Your IRAs, your retirement, are they short up? Are they backed by anything important, by any by any gold? Um, and make sure you buy gold and silver from Birch Gold. These are the people I trust, okay? And I love them. Um, you guys out there that have that have done this are saying such fantastic things about Birch Gold. I knew you would. And, of course, Ron Paul, Steve Bannon, uh, Ben Shapiro. These are all the people that use Birch Gold for a reason. They have a stellar reputation. Please text 989898. That's the phone number, 989898, those six digits. Text my name, Kate, as the message on your phone. And when you do that, you'll get some free information to look at. Please do this, okay? Just get the free information. Information is free, and, you know, you can't go wrong with information. And at least you'll have some answers on if this is something you should do, too. Thanks, you guys. Birch Gold is amazing. Otherwise, I wouldn't talk about them. Thanks a lot. And this was something kind of fascinating. You want to end with something fascinating on the heels of the Beatles stuff? Since we were on that topic. If you insist. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I found this kind of fascinating. So they didn't just spring up spontaneously. Okay. And words such as rock in relation to music sounds, teenager, the word teenager, the word cool, the word discovered, the word pop music was a lexicon, possibly a disguised code, right? Signifying the acceptance of drugs arrived with a company with the Beatles wherever they went to be discovered by the teenagers. Most people do not realize because it's hard to go back in time with those eyes. The word teenagers was never used until just before the Beatles arrived on the scene, courtesy of the Tavistock Institute for Human Relations. The new, the new words, the new phrases prepared by them, okay? And so it was Tavistock and Stanford Research Center cre- uh, created this, these trigger words, um, especially the general usage of the word rock music and its fans. And these trigger words created this distinct new kind of breakaway, largely young population group, which was persuaded by social engineering, of course, and, and conditioning at in all aspects, to believe that the Beatles were really their favorite group. There was a lot of press about them telling you, this is your new popular favorite group. And all the rage happened again and again in headlines. All trigger words devised to to the context of rock music was designed for mass control of a new targeted group, and that was the youth of America. They'd never really been, think about the ballroom era and the orchestra eras and the country music era. It wasn't focused on the youth like this was. So the Beatles did a perfect job, right, and so um, of, of being part of this 
And of course, Tavistock and Stanford did a perfect job. This was this was right out of the gate. Tavistock was also working on sexuality at the time. You had those people crop up out of the sexuality movement um, to say everything's okay. And this is, you know, really talking boldly and blatantly about sexuality like we had never heard it before. And then um, the Beatles became this highly visible new type, more Tavistock jargon, right? As such, it was not long before the group made new styles, fads in clothing, hairstyles, language usage, um, which upset the older generation as it was intended. And this was part of a fragmentation, um, maladaption process uh, that worked out by Willis Harmon and his team of social scientists and genetic engineering uh, little tinkers, okay? And so following the Beatles, who were incidentally put together by the Tavistock Institute, and then the name of that, just like Mark Zuckerberg is the face of, of um, Facebook, this was Brian Epstein as the name, but they got rid of him for some strange reason. Was he going to tell? I don't know. But this was the other thing. Came out um, made in England, rock groups like the Beatles, and, uh, of course, Theo uh, Adorno writing their music and composing their music. You know, the, the Beatles' first hit uh-huh. in 1962, mm-hmm. Love Me Do, uh-huh. only made 17 on yeah. the charts. Right. Not number one. But you're right. And and within less than two years, they were on the Ed Sullivan Show. But you were told, exactly. So think about that, because you were told it was, they were popular, it was your favorite, yep. yada, yada, yada. You love these guys, 17. 17 yep. on the chart. And they got on the... Ed Sullivan. How in the world did that happen, Uncle Milty? It's amazing. No, it's not. It's not amazing when you start to put two and two together. And now when you see the Beatles, you won't be able to forget what we just said. You won't be able to forget any of this conversation today. <laughs> You'll see it totally different. And you're, when your eyes are open like that and something in you goes, that's the truth. Then you realize, wow, because you can't unsee truth, which I love about truth. Yep. All right, you guys, be faithful, be fearless, share this with everybody you know. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Susan and Melissa. And uh, this was good. This was interesting today. And a big thank you to Mel Madison. Get the get the book, Quaz. Q-U-O-Z. Thanks, you guys.